You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to site. We're getting ready for draft free agency. That will be the next couple of things that are going to be on everyone's radar here during the NFL offseason. Here at Locked On Fantasy Football, we will take a break to break down my free agents there Looking at the offensive skill positions, the available players, uh, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. We'll do that on a Wednesday show. So we'll take a interlude from our uh, usual run here that we've been doing our look at the season in review for all 32 teams. We've gotten through nine so far, all the teams in the AFC East and NFC East. We hit the Baltimore Ravens to start the AFC North. We'll continue with the Bengals here On today's show, then we'll close the week there on Thursday and Friday with a look at the Browns and Steelers, but we'll uh, break it up tomorrow with a look, a deep dive into my top 50 NFL free agents and also ranked by position. You can check those out at SportingNews.com, but I'll go deeper into that and analyze it, the potential uh, target teams for some of these players uh, there that are available. Definitely a strong wide receiver class, some intriguing running backs, not so much a quarterback beyond one big ticket item, but certainly worth breaking down. So we'll do that for you in depth on tomorrow's show. The Bengals are up, however, and it was a rough season here for the 2020 Bengals. It looked good at one point. They were competitive with the with the combination of the not-so-average Joes, Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. So We'll start there. It was injuries that uh, derailed both their seasons. Burrow, really, uh, 10 games. So he got in as much as he could here, but still missed a lot here with his injury. Unfortunately, Joe Mixon was never really the same here for most of the season. Just couldn't get back healthy. So Burrow and Mixon kind of just different situations. Burrow uh, was definitely out for good there when he got hurt against the Washington football team while Mixon just had this lingering injury. It was very frustrating. They didn't really shut him down until late. It was much like the Kenny Galladay situation at wide receiver. Just strung along here. You had to keep him on your roster. You had to hope you could get some replacement production. And it it was tough there all season. Now, I'm not going to get into the other Bengals quarterbacks and how they broke down here, but Looking at Joe Burrow, 17.4 points per game. That was actually 18th. So when he was healthy, that's what he put up. So 18th per average uh, here with his points per game. So not too far out of really deep QB1 status, 12 to 14 team leagues. Not far off that. And that was a rookie season where he was taking some lumps, learning. But we know the biggest thing was the high volume The defense was bad for the Bengals, so when Burrow was in there, he had to chuck a lot and a lot of short to intermediate passing, not a lot of downfield work to avoid uh, the issues with the Bengals' pass protection. They tried with Jonah Williams and some of the guys they had up front. Uh, They need some more help there 
That has to be a priority. Burrow, by the way, didn't get hurt necessarily because the pass protection broke down. He actually was really protecting himself, getting the ball out quickly. It was just a fluky play there. So, again, it's a little bit inflated that Joe Burrow was in desperate need of protection. He's a smart quarterback, veteran-like with the way he shuffled his feet, got rid of the ball quickly to avoid that real pass rush and problems. But in general... You want to keep protecting your quarterback veterans. Again, the Bengals have invested in the offensive line. Billy Price and uh, Jonah Williams. And Price didn't work out. Williams was hurt immediately, coming back from injury, still learning his way. They could use a rock of another tackle here that's a little bit more consistent. Get back to what they had with Andrew Whitworth for so many years there up front on the left side. So we'll see that. But 17.4, pretty good. Joe Burr also did some running. He took off in key situations, added like 20 or 30 yards when needed. He could get into the end zone that way as well. Pretty good athlete. And could supplement his uh, passing production that way. So, Joe Burrow is certainly on the right trajectory to jump in and already be 18th in average fantasy football scoring. You feel good about that, that he can build on it in year two and beyond, where at some point he's going to establish himself as a solid QB1. And it could be jumping up to back-end status here in 2021 now looking at the backfield we talked about joe mixon he was pretty bad but when he was healthy 14.8 fantasy points per game he had one monsters game we know that against the jaguars 11th in half point ppr average scoring for joe mixon so mixon did come through if you took him in the late first round early second round of a 12 team draft joe mixon gave you the value expected 11 there when healthy the problem is he wasn't healthy the durability issues were a problem and you didn't get the same plug and play reward from one Gio Bernard he finished with 8.4 points per game ended up 31st overall scoring so more in the flex range 39th in average points per game at running back there in half point PPR so Bernard used to be an easy plug and play but what they did was mix with the volume had uh, Samaj Pirine touch the ball from time to time so it was rather ugly overall for this running game without Mixon. Again, the offensive line had the issues. But Bernard used to be a plug-and-play. He looked slow. He didn't look all that effective in many cases. He wasn't just the guy that can catch passes and uh, be good support in the running game. He wasn't a seamless handcuff for Mixon the way he has been in the past. One of the better handcuffs in fantasy football. He had a few games like that, but it wasn't consistent enough knowing by the numbers. So you had a drop-off of nearly seven points per game when you went from Mixon to uh, Bernard in half-point PPR. So that's pretty bad here, but we figure Mixon is going to come back healthier. They do have a decision with Bernard. Samaj Pirine also is a question mark to return here. So again, Mixon, they gave him a contract. They want to load him up as the feature back. It just didn't uh, come to fruition last year with his production and blocking was certainly let down for the Bengals but clearly Bernard has lost a few steps he's a little bit older he's been involved in this offense for quite a long time in uh, different iterations uh, from the early days with uh, Hugh Jackson and Jay Gruden to what they have now with Zach Taylor so he's been around he's getting maybe a little bit worn down he, he's not the greatest change of pace anymore Mixon is just the more explosive back when healthy. And again, they strung him along. We thought he was going to play at some point. But that is a big disparity. And definitely tells you that you can't totally give up and ignore Mixon 
based on the injury here. I mean, you figure everything around this offense with the skilled players is going to get better, starting with the offensive line play in Cincinnati. So if you uh, consider it from that perspective with the Bengals, then again, the two Joes should have a bright rebound here in 2021. It really comes down to health for both these guys. But Burrow, I think, can bump up to the 20 points per game barrier, and uh, Mexican maybe flirt still around 14, 15 points per game in the half-point PPR format. So, again, bummer there, but the Bengals would have been a lot more productive had those two guys been healthy. Burrow would have been a gateway to open things up more in the passing game, while Mixon would have given you that consistent RB production here from that uh, RB1 spot, really, as one of the last ones on the board, just by volume alone in 2020. All right, so there you have a breakdown of uh, Burrow and Mixon, the two Joes. Uh, they can be above average, well above average here in 2021. We still have to talk about the wide receiver, tight end, uh, kicker, and defense situation for the Bengals there this past season. And then we'll break down what the Bengals have in salary cap money, some uh, cap casualty potentials, some free agents, looking at uh, draft picks, uh, team needs, and all that as well. So comprehensive look at the Bengals. That's what we're giving you here on Locked On Fantasy Football. Bet online. I got to tell you about that. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine there. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on there for that 50% welcome bonus. We'll be right back here to uh, break down the Bengals' promising wide receiver situation for 2021. All right, so the bright spot with the Bengals, uh, their low point was the injury to Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon, but a lot of things were better with their young wide receivers, and we'll get into T and Tyler in a moment. But a reminder here on the Locked On Podcast Network, February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black women and men in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so T. Higgins, the second round pick out of Clemson, attached to Burrow here as a wide receiver. Clearly uh, came on stronger, 10.1 points per game. He finished 30th overall, so he was a wide receiver three. 39th in the average points per game in, in half-point PPR. Tyler Boyd was 10.2. He finished 35th overall, 38th in the fantasy points per game in half-point PPR. So very close production. The difference here overall was that Higgins played all the games while Boyd missed one. So... That was the slightest difference. Otherwise, uh, both would be firmly in wide receiver three range in the half-point PPR format. Now, interesting there that uh, they're about equal, where I would think if you looked at the surface, Higgins was so consistent, and you thought, oh, Boyd had some games where he disappeared, where he was covered well in the slot. But what happened was these two guys pretty much take took over 
and were the key targets throughout when they transitioned away from Joe Burrow and went to Ryan Finley and Brandon Allen. These were the guys that uh, were consistently producing. While A.J. Green was very sporadic, you look at his numbers, he finished 68th in overall scoring, 5.5 points. So, like, you had a 50% drop-off from Higgins and Boyd to Green here. So, clearly, Green, the end of the line is here for the Bengals receiver. That's why they brought in Higgins on the outside. Big target, big body, well over six foot. Can stretch the field on the outside, finish in the red zone. That's what we saw a lot from, from Higgins at Clemson uh, with uh, Trevor Lawrence, again, using his body on the outside. Boyd still a dedicated slot receiver here. So, And we know that Burrow was really focused on the tight end and slot early. And then uh, Higgins kind of settled in with any quarterback that was needed as the go-to guy outside. And that's where his production uh, kind of uh, came about. So you really had a pretty even two wide receivers here. And I think... There's a boost for both. I think Higgins can really get into wide receiver two status. And uh, Boyd, probably being in the slot still, is probably a wide receiver three going into 2021. We still have to figure out a little bit more about the receiving core, and that's going to be crucial to uh, how well Boyd can perform. And Higgins, really, getting that third consistent threat that is more productive than A.J. Green. So, yeah, Green... It was a struggle. Remember, Green was droppable at some point. He was like T.Y. Hilton. Same age guys, you're in their career, one-time fantasy football studs. Very parallel type of seasons where Hilton, in fact, was more productive than Green in the end. So now we move over to tight end. You had C.J. Uzuma, who had a very good connection. He was 9.4 fantasy points per game, but he got hurt early. Remember the game he went off against the Browns. He's a big target in the middle of the field. Burrow felt very comfortable with the middle of the field throwing to him. He finished fifth in average fantasy points per game, but he didn't last enough to be a factor. But he certainly was in a conversation to start every week because of Burrow. And when Burrow went down, Uzuma was already gone. Not much there when you look at the production. Drew Sample, he had one big game uh, filling in for Uzuma, but... Ended up with 3.7 fantasy points per game overall. So not great, considering he technically was the starter and the top receiver from that position after Uzuma went down. Sample was meant to be a blocker. He's not necessarily meant to be an offline receiving guy. So we'll see about the situation. The Bengals really could upgrade a tight end. They tried to get some production there without Tyler Eifert moving on from him. With Uzuma, Sample, again, wasn't up for the task to be a consistent threat here for Burrow, and then uh, they're filling quarterbacks at the end of the season. So, and the tight end was a big part of what they wanted to do, just didn't get it done enough, and they just didn't make the transition when they fell up from Uzuma to sample there. At uh, defense here, the Bengals, uh, you could just forget about it. They were 30th. <laughs> they averaged 2.8 points per game, defensive special team. So, they were off the radar. You probably didn't even think about playing them once or even as a streamer here in that 2020. So, again, the Bengals have to get a lot better defensively before we even consider that. At uh, kicker, they were not bad. They had uh, Randy Bullock, the veteran, well-traveled, 7.8 points per game, 16th. So he was usable in some weeks. He just wasn't consistent enough to consider as a starting kicker from week to week. But certainly he was pretty accurate, had some big games there, kicking field goals for the Bengals. He's a little bit older. He doesn't have a lot of range, and that, that's a concern there. But 7.8, you'll take that. Anything as close to possible 
you're looking for 9 to 10 points, so 8 is not a big uh, drop-off at kicker if you're still using that position in your leagues. But again, I figure that number might have gone up as well if Burrow was in there to put them in better scoring positions overall down the stretch where, again, this offense just wasn't the same without Burrow. They had a few moments. They had that Steelers upset, but that was about it here for the Cincinnati uh, passing game. The highlights pretty much were when Burrow was in there and really distributing the ball at a high level. So high hopes for Burrow, high hopes that the Bengals will continue to work on improving this cast, and we'll see about uh, their kicker defense situation. But you can uh, so far table those positions here from the Bengals, uh, continuing that in 2021. Now we will uh, close the show looking at uh, what the Bengals have uh, resource-wise to improve their team. But uh, first, I got to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer. Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com catalog. You'll find uh, it unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Unique and quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. That's the most important thing. Uh, They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and a new carpet. Whether you're a classic driver or you're a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door from rockauto.com. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? That's just silly. Go to rockauto.com right now and save. And see all the parts available for your car, truck, right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You can find all that at rockauto.com. We'll be right back to look ahead to the 2021 Bengals off season. All right, uh, still have a little bit of uh, odds and ends with the Bengals, uh, looking at their cap and draft pick and all that good stuff here for uh, the upcoming offseason, which needs to be a busy one for the Bengals to improve. Before we do that, reminder on the network, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news an insight on every game team move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so the Bengals are in pretty good uh, salary cap shape here, $37 million under. They do have a decision. A.J. Green is a free agent, so that's something they have to worry about there. I don't think you'll see John Ross return either. So Green and Ross probably out the door as outside receivers. They have to uh, maybe consider the defense a little bit to have some issues there. Uh, mainly William Jackson, the third, uh, the cornerback that's very good for them on that side. So uh, they'll probably have a big uh, changeup at uh, tight end as well. Seathan Carter, Carter, he's a free agent. So definitely some uh, moves that are going to be made there. For the Bengals, they need to get that third wide receiver. Where they do it in free agency or draft is something to be seen. We'll break down who the top free agent wide receivers are, but that pool starts with Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, and Chris Godwin overall here in the 2021. So they got to upgrade there at that outside receiver spot to complement Higgins and Boyd. 
now, at their salary cap, they could also look at uh, cutting some guys. Uh, Geno Atkins is someone that's been around for a while, but he's playing at a high level. I think they would probably try to keep him for the rebuilding defense in front of it. You have Bobby Hart. He is the offensive lineman that's just been pretty bad, so they need to upgrade offensive line, so I think he could be a guy that goes. There's some available free agents, such as Trent Williams and Alejandro Villanueva, if they want uh, some plug-and-play older guys there. Gio Bernard could be a cap casualty. They can uh, cut him, eat a little bit of dead money, but save some. CJ Uzuma. Uzama? Uzuma? You say Uzuma, I say Ozama. They could also say goodbye to him in a salary cap cut and expand the role for sample or look elsewhere at a tight end. Remember, they have top uh, pick there at uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, Florida, who could be very appealing to pair with Joe Burrow and go in that direction here and get a wide receiver in free agency. So something to watch there. But Samaj P. Ryan, again, a guy that uh, they could uh, move on from in the backfield as well so could be mixing things up maybe go with Rodney Anderson behind Mixon or look for a different type of backup here now for the Bengals they do have eight picks in the draft number five overall so that gives them some flexibility do they go with Panay Sewell do they look at uh, Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase at wide receiver or do they look at Pitts to really give Burrow an edge or Rashawn Slater is another offensive uh, tackle they could look at from Northwestern their next pick is number 38, so that's a good flexibility to dive into more wide receiver help or offensive line help, or maybe look at linebacker and get some uh, boost there defensively. So there's some flexibility, and they do have a uh, pick 69 as well. So good haul of picks early in the draft here, and eight overall for the Bengals. So there's plenty of assets there available to the Bengals to improve as a team. Again, pretty good cap situation, nothing glaring of free agency potential cuts to even expand that spending power and then the eight picks a good baseline start here for some flexibility and power come april 29th in the first round of the draft so there you have it a breakdown of the bengals again uh, good start for burrow decent season for mixon when healthy t higgins was also impressive but you need some help around them blocking supporting receiving that would be huge for the bengals and their production here in 2021 and uh, those are the challenges they need to overcome but good thing they can meet them head on they stuck with zach taylor as their head coach so a little bit of continuity there which is welcome for joe burrow and uh, again now they got to work get to work in the front office there mike brown and everyone else uh, making the decisions have to really look to upgrade around joe burrow to the next level i think it was a good start with higgins but let's uh, really try to get this quarterback up to a high level because i think he can definitely be a top producer in this league for a long time to come. So thanks so much for listening. This has been Locked on Fantasy Football and our look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, if you missed any of those uh, AFC East or NFC East teams or the Ravens, uh, check out our archives and uh, you can listen to those breakdowns very similar to this show. Again, we're going to take a little bit of a detour tomorrow looking at my top 50 free agents there on sportingnews.com and i group them by position so we'll really zone in and look at uh, the skill positions here for fantasy football quarterback running back wide receiver and tight end in depth and uh, where we think some of these players might go what decisions these teams might make with them and all that good stuff so complete breakdown of that so do not miss that thanks so much for listening to this show Have a great day. See you tomorrow. This has been Vinny Iyer for Locked On Fantasy Football.